It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The union forever, ah, boys, hurrah, down with the trainer, up with the star, while we rally around the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only at KNews FM 98.5. If you've just tuned in, this is your host, Stu Jenkins. We've just had a wonderful hour with uh, Mike Nolan and Jerry Flanagan talking about the Consumer Watchdog Initiative that'll soon be getting passed around for your signature. It's called the Government Transparency Act, and it's really going to open up government. It's probably the best uh, initiative I've seen in years. So I hope you'll uh, take a serious look at it. Now, in this hour, uh, Mike Nolan is sticking around. He's another election law lawyer that I've worked with over time. And uh, we're going to talk about the initiative process itself, a little bit of history about that, and we're also going to talk about some of the initiatives that are on the ballot. But first, let me uh, talk a little bit about the show. If you haven't listened before, I'm Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help protect folks and their real estate and their estate plans. I've only tried several thousand slow county cases since 1978, and it has been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional election laws and city ordinances. And I've been honored to repeatedly serve as Superior Court Special Master. On this show, you will hear from officeholders, lawyers, and activists that shape your lives. Last week, I spoke with Paso Robles Fire Chief Jonathan Stornetta about Paso's work with a California State Fire Marshal to reduce insurance costs and preserve safety in Paso Robles. And we talked with lawyer Dan Knight who told us all about remedies in building contractor cases for construction defects. If you missed last week's show, log into the podcast of the interview at knews985.com. That's knews985.com. Now, in our second hour, we are going to focus on, as I said, the initiative referendum and recall process and history with uh, election law lawyer Michael Nolan. Michael, it's good to have you sticking around on the show. Oh, it's always good to be around you, Stu. Well, now, um, you know, one of the things uh, you and I have studied is the initiative process over the years, and uh, it actually didn't happen at the state level, did it, at the beginning? No, the, the in the progressive era around 1900, there was this push to uh, allow voters to bypass the legislature or the city council or the board of supervisors and enact their own laws through the initiative. At the same time, there was a measure to repeal laws that the the government had adopted and give the voters a chance to vote on that. That's the referendum. And the third was when uh, the voters wanted to thought that a a public uh, elected official had um, done something wrong or unpopular, they could uh, remove him from office or her from office, in, uh, and that's the recall. And it was, uh, was started with a, a petition process by registered voters, and the first place that they uh, it was adopted was in the city charter of Los Angeles. 
1903. And it proved very popular there. And it exp- then it went up to um, San Francisco. San Luis Obispo City uh, uh, Charter, I think 1909, adopted an right. initiative referendum and recall for, the, for city officials. And this was all before the state of California did it. The legislature got a, a new legislator got elected in 1910 with Hiram Johnson on a on a progressive platform to to introduce this into the state constitution, and they held a special election, October 10th, 1911, and at that uh, election, one of the propositions was, well, three of them were the initiative, the referendum, and the recall. At that same election, they had they were giving women the right to vote in state ele- in, in California for, for mm-hmm. state and federal elections. A number of other uh, reform proposals that made strong impact on the government of California. Well, it had a big impact on democracy, uh, direct democracy, and just you know being able to get 50% of the population to have a voice in their republic. That was pretty important. Well, it was really important. And, you know, many states don't have this. For a long time, a, a, a state like New York resisted mm-hmm. adopting this because they wanted all legislation to be funneled through the legislature controlled by political parties. That primarily is the still, they, still what they do. If you go to local governments in the East Coast states, you find the process really is a legislative political party type of decision. I remember seeing uh, county supervisors in New York meeting on a very important issue. They listened to all these irate citizens. The board was there listening. It was a big board, about 15, 20 people. At the end of public comment, somebody's raised their hand and the majority leader of the political party said, uh, I'd like to take a break. Let's, let's adjourn and caucus. And then the Democrats and Republicans got up, and they all went to the opposite sides of the chamber, and they closed the door. And then they debated what was going, what they were, their decision was going to be. Everyone was locked out of that. Then they came back in. Two motions made that the board had made their decision, and it was really out of public view. Well, you know, I think whenever people talk about direct democracy, initiative, referendum, and recall, it came from the Western states. In fact, one of the great nephews of the inventor, Mr. Uran, lives in this city uh, of San Luis Obispo. And, uh, you know, he started it, as I recall, in the state of Oregon, I think, and then he moved to California and uh, started pushing the initiative idea on for cities, and it, it caught on. Um, wherever, has any place ever adopted the initiative and referendum and recall and then given it up? No, not at all. That's the, the point. The voters have, if you, if you have the, this uh, mechanism, to control the elected government, uh, nobody's ever given that up. They uh, a good example is um, uh, in 1911, in the state of Arizona wanted to uh, apply. Well, that was a territory then. Applied for <laughs> I admission. Know. They they got admitted the next year. Yeah, they applied for admission in 1911, but they had the. Uh, uh, initiative, referendum, and recall in place, like in California, it also included the recall of judges, which we all have in California as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, President William Howard Taft was so appalled that the voters could recall bad judges 
that he vetoed the uh, admission of Arizona. And they had to, they sent the, it back. Arizona had to take that out of their proposed constitution. They resubmitted it in 1912. With that measure gone, the uh, William Howard Taft signed the bill. Uh, when Arizona then became a state, the first thing they did was put it back in their constitution. <laughs> <laughs> they did a plebiscite <laughs> to put it back. Good yeah. for them. Good for them. <laughs> That's the only time where somebody's lost the rep, one of these uh, mechanisms, but then replaced it right away. And it was only because the federal government forced them to do it. We had a little something like that going on in Ohio here with a special election to not, not take away the right of initiative, but to require a two-thirds vote instead of a majority vote in, o- in the state of Ohio. And to, to amend their state constitution. To amend their state constitution so that it would take two-thirds of the people to pass any law. Right. And that was proposed by more conservative elements in the state. And Ohio is a pretty red state. You know, it's fairly, fairly conservative. It's actually the founding home of the Republican Party. Yes, that's uh, 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 William Howard Taft was from Ohio. From Ohio. They, uh, what was the old line? You know, some men are made great, some men become great, and other men are born in Ohio. That's, <laughs> that's how you got to be president. <laughs> I think that Warren Harding was able to do that. Uh, so what happened in uh, in so the the election? You would have thought a majority of the voters would be conservative, but when it came to restricting the their initiative right, their, their ability to change the Constitution by majority vote, uh, no, it lost, it lost substantially because, no, people want to keep, people, voters want to keep their, their influence. Conservatives, liberals, independents, partisans, they all want to keep their ability to have direct democracy. Yeah, exactly right. Exactly. Once, you, once you have it, it's, you, you find it's really impossible to give up. There are problems, of course, in the developing because the, the criticism now is that the whole process has been taken over by people who've got lots of money, billionaires, and uh, can, can pay to get um, strange measures on the ballot. A few years ago, there was a proposal, a fellow was working for an initiative to split California into three states. And he thought it was a great idea, and he had enough money to... Uh, to propose it, but the but before it went to before it even got on the ballot, the court said, you, "No, there, you can't do that by by a statute, a statute because an initiative measure, unless it, it either is a, a statute or a constitutional amendment, and uh, you just can't divide a state by a statutory decision." Well, to be fair, uh, in order to get an initiative on the ballot in California. We're going to be going through some of the ones that look like they're coming up uh, for your 2024 November 5th pleasure of making a decision. Uh, You need 546,651 signatures, and they have to be valid signatures. Um, So it's pretty hard for for volunteers to uh, be inspired to go out and bring in that many uh, a lot of these have to be uh, circulated by paid circulators don't they it becomes almost uh, yeah people cannot uh do do volunteer work enough to f- to get the number of signatures and it's just not for the state but also 
is hard in the counties and hard for cities. Right. You had a recall uh, attempt in um, Los Angeles County against the incumbent district attorney uh, just recently. Mm -hmm. And they thought they got enough signatures. They got uh, 50% more of the signatures they needed. But when they checked this, now now they threw the, the elections officials threw so many out that it failed to qualify. And that was, a, in other words, a very strict way of looking at the signatures. And well, having run an initiative process, I know that you have to re- be really careful to make sure that you only submit valid voters. And you have to go through and call out folks uh, who actually have uh, signed twice or three times or, or maybe don't live in the uh, jurisdiction. So that, that's... That might be the result of uh, poor management by the folks passing the petition. Often it is. Often oh, it is because a lot of people, especially, I know people who don't don't know where they, what district they live in. That's right. They don't know what city they live. They, am I in the city or the county? They, to them, that, it's, that happens. That happens. Well, let's talk about some of the uh, ones that are coming up. Uh, we we talked a lot about the consumer. Uh, watchdog initiative that's going to be passed soon for uh, the Government Transparency Act. Um, some of these other ones are, are interesting. We have one that was put on by the state legislature. It's uh, Constitutional Amendment Number 5. Uh, and that that looks like it will be interesting. I suspect it's going to pass. What, what's that about? Mike? Well, a, a good example is uh, in, um, a, a number of years ago, there was an initiative that became Proposition 8 to make marriage only between a man and a woman. That's right. And it surprised everyone by passing 55% to 45% and what went into the California state constitution. The Supreme Court, uh, the United States Supreme Court, you know, subsequently ruled that that, that cannot prevent uh, gay people to uh, 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 to get married. That's right. That there was a, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's a marriage equality means two people can get marriage is a contract, and two people can contract make that marital contract, and it doesn't matter what sex they are. So that that particular part of the California Constitution from Proposition 8 was declared unconstitutional. Yes, but the way it works is that the court said that it can't be used to affect the marriages of other people beyond men and women. But because it was written in the Constitution, it's still there. Yeah. So now, to, in order to... Uh, this is the one of the problems is you have a bad initiative or, or an unpopular initiative or, or, an, or a or measure that's declared unconstitutional, well, to take it out, you have to run another initiative, another initiative, another constitutional amendment to repeal that. And so uh, Measure 5, uh, 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 what is it, SB, ACA 5, Assembly Constitutional Amendment 5, would uh, repeal that, but then also make marriage a fundamental right for expressly in the state constitution, which uh, we were talking, um, you know, in American federal government, you have uh, the United States Congress has its authority, but everything that it doesn't have under the U.S. Constitution belongs to the states. And the states traditionally 
control matters of marriage, divorce, domestic relations, along with other things like real property. Child custody. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And so you have a, you have a, a, under this federal system, so the state can have broad authority to um, adopt laws through this process that can affect um, uh, local business or local any any local type of activity. And recently, there was a measure a few, that was adopted a few years ago requiring uh, farm animals to have a certain amount of care and space. You see that with the farm fresh egg. The, the eggs have to be... Uh, Sold in California have to be of a, a, a the production of the eggs have to be um, done a certain way according to the state. The, the chickens can't be kept in su- such uh, dense populations that they have no room to move. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Now the re- that was also applied to pork producers. And mm-hmm. The problem the pork industry said no one grows pork. California imports all their pork. There's no pork industry in California. And it's setting the standards for everywhere outside the United States. And they claimed that was violating interstate commerce. And the um, district court and the, fed, the, the circuit courts, the courts unanimously have ruled, no, it's, uh, it, this is a, a valid state regulation. It's a health and safety code uh, kind of thing for Californians to... Right require that uh, pork uh, pigs are raised in a humane way and that chickens are raised in a humane way and uh, that uh, they're just not factory uh, animals turning out eggs. That, well, that, that's basically. That's the idea. Yeah. You talk to mm-hmm. uh, So I don't want to get into the debate about that. About, I, I don't about, either. But that's how of, of the initiative process can affect Everyone, mm-hmm. we had it with um, the um, the coastal commission was an initiative. That's right. We had the um, uh, measures where the uh, uh, and it can affect it. It can be good and bad. Well, and the, it, it, how it's written is can be very important. For instance, in the county of San Luis Obispo, there was an initiative to that, that was designed to help the county employees. Uh, so it provided that. Um, that folks would be paid a prevailing wage uh, based on other counties. Uh, They didn't specify what counties those would be. And the result, uh, though, uh, after years of use, is that the um, top dogs in the county, uh, the administrator, the county council, and many other people, they're they're paid as much or more than the uh, president of the United States. Uh, but the line workers, uh, well, they're, you know, many of them are paid so uh, poorly that uh, they qualify for subsidized housing. Um, and so uh, defining these things in an initiative can be very, very important um, uh, as you look down the road as to how it'll be applied. But uh, some of the other things that are going to turn up on people's uh, November 5th, 2024 ballot uh, here are some referendums. Well, there's, there's a few things. It used to be that the uh, initiatives and referendum would be voted on the pri- at the primary or the general election. The legislature's changed that law. Everything has to be on the November general election. So there's going to be a lot of 
a lot of measures to vote on. It's going to be a long ballot, folks. Folks, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We're having a discussion with election law attorney Michael Nolan about initiative referendum and recall, as well as what's going to turn up on your November 5th ballot in 2024. Um, That's all very important, but we've got actually uh, an example of what you were talking about, how big interests end up paying for gathering signatures in the two referenda that are on uh, this coming ballot. Let's talk about those a little bit. One deals with the uh, fast food industry. Uh They passed a law that that would affect them. Uh, The law that was passed by the legislature basically said that uh, folks in the fast food industry, uh, at least in the larger franchises, were going to get $15 an hour, and it would go up uh, based on a commission study. Isn't that right? Yeah. It it affected wages. It also affected employment conditions, and it allowed the employees to have a, a commission would be established to protect employees from predatory owners of of uh, fast food chains fast food chains yeah and so the fast food industry just quickly put a referendum up they paid for a lot of signatures to be gathered and you only had about uh, for a state uh, measure you have 90 days to get the the half million or so signatures you need uh, for county and city it's 30 days or the school district for right. instance so they they're Usually, uh, as opposed to initiative, you have a longer period of time. So a referendum, but they got their signatures in. There's that, and the, the second measure deals with uh, referendum again with a, with a significant industry. Uh, the second one attacks a law that says you can't drill a new oil or gas well close to your house or close to a school. Well, folks, we're coming up on a hard break. You're going to want to stick around after the news. We're going to have more discussion with election law attorney Michael Nolan about initiatives, referendum, and recall. Please, uh... 